the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for your personal bank show with Ferret's Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with your personal bank. Now here's Ferret's Tove. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference, and today I'm going to take a little bit different direction. If you've been listening to this show recently, you know I've been coming on pretty strong discussing the economy, interest rates, Federal Reserve, the banking weakness. And look, that's a fast, particularly with the banks struggling, that's a fast-moving situation. So this show does get aired on various radio stations at various times and days. So please understand some, some might be already out of date because of the fast moving nature, uh, particularly of things like bank runs, those can happen extremely fast. So if you want the latest information or most up to date, I just encourage you to contact me. Uh, you can call me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, 866-268-4422. I'm sure you can send me an email. I'll bring you up to date on some of the most recent stuff. Um, And, yes, you do get to reach me. And so what I wanted to do today was kind of uh, maybe pull the veil back a little bit and and bring you into a little bit of a a typical day of mine, uh, and particularly uh, when I first uh, meet somebody or when I first talk to them, which is usually by the phone. uh, Most time they, you know, somebody does reach out and contact me. Either call or contact my website uh, for more information. I'll the first thing I'll do is email you some additional information on the personal bank concept and how it all works. Um, and then uh, usually there's a we set up a follow up uh, uh, note. There's no obligation uh, uh, strategy call or, or meeting. Uh, usually it's by Zoom. Uh, it can be by phone. Um, if you're in the Phoenix area, it can be in person. Um, the point is that. Um, I just want to give you an idea. I don't bother people. I don't bug them. I promise you I won't do that. I'm too busy for that. Um, I will follow up, but I will not bother you. The key is some of the questions that I receive when I first dis- uh, when somebody first is taking a look at this, and maybe you might be one of those people, and, and I'm seeing more and more of that, and, and the reason is this. It, it's quite obvious the economy has changed. Our economic situation has changed dramatically in the last year. Interest rates have more than doubled. Federal Reserve's continuing to raise them. Inflation, 40-year highs. Yes, it's been coming down to some degree, but the fact that the central banks are spending more money, the federal government is continuing to spend money, makes it incredibly difficult for inflation to come down to uh, the target levels, like 2%, that the Federal Reserve wants to see. And I'm very dubious that they're going to be able to get there without either uh, a significant recession or this dragging out for quite some time. And I'm talking about number of years, even perhaps even a decade. It would not surprise me. I know some people are surprised by that, but if you looked at history, you look through history of what's happened, 
great ex- greatest example, probably the most closest example, I guess, is is the 1970s. It took our country a decade to get through high inflation. It went up and down throughout that period, but overall, it was very high for quite a long time. My point is this: why why are people reaching out to me now? They do all the time. I mean, the fact of the matter. I've all, I'm always pretty busy, and I've been blessed that way, and, and, I, and this is going back 23 years, by the way. I, so I've been blessed that way. I've been able to articulate, I think, fairly well. I get complimented on that quite often. I'm not saying that to brag. It's just I think it's a gift of mine to take complicated concepts and boiling them down to uh, simple, easy-to-understand terms. The, uh, the thing is, diversification is generally always a good idea. Uh, creating a tax-free bucket of money makes sense. Um, having some guarantees on some of your money typically makes a lot of sense. All those things your personal bank does. And if you understand positive arbitrage, well, frankly, folks, that always makes sense because it just means you have more money in your pocket. But why more people than ever are reaching out to me, perhaps for the first time, is, again, because things have changed so dramatically in this past year. And the, mo- the most typical example I run into, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, it's, uh, I'll ask, you know, where'd you hear, hear, you know, hear me from? Because I'm on a number of different radio stations. And by the way, I'm excited to announce that's increasing. So as I have more information, I will be sharing that as we go forward into different markets around the country. But anyway, the point I'm, I'm making here is, you know, uh, they usually say, hey, I've listened to you for a while. Um, I, what you say makes sense. Uh, it's intriguing. It's different than anything I've looked at or considered before in my portfolio. That's very common uh, statements I hear oftentimes. And some of the most common questions I get, uh, I, I'm just going to share like a couple of folks I spoke to just this past week. So uh, one gentleman, for example, he said, you know, I've been looking at this like like many people do. It's intriguing. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I have an interest. I'm looking to diversify. It seems to make more sense than ever. I'm um, and he, like he said, in his case, he's primarily in equities, probably far too much percentage wise. And again, most people understand the last decade, you could get away with that. And it worked. But this decade, probably not going to work nearly as well, if at all. So doing some diversification certainly makes sense. But he said, you know, I, I look, you know, done some research. I get this all the time. And, you know, you talk about using insurance policies, whole life policies and stuff. But I see a lot of things where it says uh, you don't don't want to invest in that or it's not a good investment. And I hear that quite often. And the reality is, as I explain, is if you're looking at a traditional insurance policy, a traditional whole life insurance policy in particular, those are designed, and I'm discussing like 99% of them out there, are designed to maximize, truly maximize death benefit, not cash values or they're allocated far more towards death benefit than cash value. And that could be done for several reasons. It may be intentional, just so you know. You know, if the client says to an insurance agent they need or want so much X amount of death benefit and they have a certain amount of money to allocate towards that, um, that may be the way it needs to be structured, okay? You know, the traditional use of life insurance, and most you you know what I'm talking about, is when you buy life insurance, you say, hey, uh, what's the least amount of money I can pay for the largest death benefit, right? I mean, that's how most people view and use life insurance. 
and that is what a, that is what's called a death benefit protection plan. It serves that purpose quite well if you find a good company, and there are reasons for doing that. I mean, if you're the breadwinner in the family, for example, it's important to have that type of protection. If you have a business or partners and things like that, and you want to protect each other, that's a very important tool. Uh, if you want to pass on assets in a tax-favored manner, tax-free to the next generation, uh, like, there's no no better uh, tool to pass on exponential wealth to the next generation. So those are common uses that many people are familiar with where life insurance really, really shines. It really does does the job better than anything else. What most people are not familiar with, though, is what I talk about, and that's termed a high cash value policy where we're maximizing truly, not just saying do it, do it, we're actually maximizing the cash values versus the death benefit. In other words, they're maximizing cash and minimizing death benefit, and that's the big difference. We use a, a rider. It's called a, a paid-up additions rider. It's a free rider that fundamentally changes the policy. And the analogy I often use, like I did with this gentleman, is if you've ever you know, purchased real estate or property, you understand that if you do an amendment to the contract, it's true for any contract, if you do an amendment, it fundamentally changes the contract, right? Well, a rider or an amendment does exactly that. And we're changing or amending the contract to reflect, depending on how we structure these, anywhere from 50 to 90% more cash than a traditional policy. So when I say we're maximizing cash and making a difference, we're making a massive difference to the contract, to the policy, to the cash values, to the tunes of 50 to 90%, folks. That's huge, okay? And so the best way to understand this, if you can take just a minute and mentally put in your mind a teeter-totter. And let's say you put the cash value on one side of the teeter-totter and the death benefit on the other. Again, a traditional insurance policy will have little or no cash values, typically for the first, you know, three, four, five, sometimes even 10 years, okay? And it'll have a large death benefit. So the teeter-totter is slanted highly in favor towards that death benefit, really high on the death benefit and really low on the cash. Term insurance, for example, has no cash. So it's 100% death benefit and 0% cash, okay? So it can be taken all the way through a term policy, for example. What we're doing is the opposite. Flip the teeter-totter completely and totally the other way. Maximize the cash and minimize the death benefit. And again, shift it by 50 to 90%. Shift. Oftentimes, when we do, it's not often, it's like 98, 99% of the time. Well, I'll just, I'll just say this. I mean, I, I know the compliance people want to say it never, never you know, you can't, you can't, you don't want to say things like always and never. I get that. I get where they're coming from. But this is an actual fact, so I can share this. In my career, over 23 years, I have done hundreds and hundreds, if not well over, I'm sure I've done well over 1,000 comparisons, illustrations comparing cash values of these policies versus the cash values of a policy if somebody already has one or are considering one. And, folks, every 
single time we have more cash value than the policy we were comparing to in my career, every single time. And this is well over a 1,000 examples in my career. My point is, and, and by the way, the difference in the cash values is not small. On average, we're seeing 20, 30, sometimes even 50% more cash day one and every single year the lifetime of that policy. So the differences, folks, are massive. When I show head-to-head comparisons of traditional life insurance policies, some of them even, quote-unquote, supposedly maximizing cash values, we're looking at 20, 30, 40, even 50% more cash on ones that are supposedly maximizing cash values. Now, why is that? The reason's simple. You have to use the right product. You have to structure the product correctly. Well, you have to have, you have the right company, the right product, and you have to structure it correctly. And then the agent has to be willing to maximize the cash value and minimize the death benefit, which happens to also maximize, maximize cash to the client and minimize commission to the agent. I'm going to share more on this in the next segment. I'm going to really share, encourage you to stay with me. You'll see what I'm talking about. Contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, it's 866-268-4422. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference, and uh, if you were listening to the last segment, you heard me discuss one of the primary questions I receive, I get when I first start discussing the personal bank concept. And again, most of the time, folks who reach out to me have been listening to this show uh, for a while. And sometimes I get, I'll get somebody who says, I just heard you are part of your show. I get it. I'm on the radio. You're busy. You're driving. You're you're on your computer, you're doing other things, you get a phone call, whatever, stuff happens, life happens, and you get distracted, you heard something that was intriguing, then you get distracted, then you maybe you hear it again, you're like, oh, I, I probably should reach out to this guy. <laughs> so uh, if, you're, if you're in that boat, you're that, you know, that, that person, uh, of course, um, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com or toll-free 866-268-4422. The thing is, that, like I said, when I'm kind of pulling the veil back, so to speak, when uh, when I first first meet with somebody, sort of, you know, typically how it goes, the biggest question initially, most often, is, you know, I've heard, you know, you're talking about insurance policies, you're talking about using them to maximize cash value, minimize death benefit. That makes sense. I've done some research. I see where it says don't invest in life insurance uh, because it has too high a fees or not enough cash and all that. And as I stated and explained in the last segment, we're using addendums, amendments, writers, whatever you want to call it, that are dramatically, and I mean changing the cash values 50 to 90% day one and every year the life of your policy. So the amount of cash you have is, is massively more, not a little bit more. You know, a traditional policy can easily have no cash for three or four years, maybe even longer. And we'll have 50 to 90% cash day one available. I mean, that's a massive difference right out the gate. Now, I'll share with you in a bit, you know, why the difference between the 50 and 90%. That'll make sense. But let me touch on a couple other things. 
the last couple of things I need to share is like, who do we use and why? You know, there's over 800 insurance companies in the U.S. that are out there. And out of those, there's about 40 or so that are what's called mutually owned companies. Um, you've heard you've heard of some of the names, obviously, Mutual of Omaha, Mass Mutual, Northwestern Mutual. There's others, obviously. These are name, you know, these are huge, massive, multi-billion dollar companies. Uh, been around for many of them over a century. The key is why do we use mutually owned companies versus stock owned companies is there's no stockholders. See, all insurance, not all of them, but many insurance companies pay dividends. And when they pay dividends, those, are, of course, are profits of the company. And if they're stockholders, obviously, they are required to pay quarterly dividends to the stockholders and the policyholders. Well, if you have a stock-owned company, they have two classes, two groups of people to pay dividends to. So typically, they pay roughly half of the dividend to each group. Well, when you have no stockholders, all the dividends go to the policy owners. Folks, this is really an easy question. Do you want half or all of the dividends? I don't like sharing. I want all of it. And the typical dividend for a decent company historically averages somewhere around 6 to 8%. Okay? And right now we have companies that are paying 6%, even today. And dividends are going higher. I'll share that a little bit more in a few, in a few minutes with interest rates. But my point is simple. You know, you want all the dividend. I mean, I do. I mean, that's anybody. So we don't want to share in the dividends. That's why we use mutually owned companies. Now, out of those 40 or so, there's about 15 that um, have a 100-year history plus of never missing a dividend. In other words, they've paid dividends every single year through both world wars, the Great Recession, even the Great Depression. I That kind of track record is something I like. In fact... I have three companies that I often recommend that have paid dividends literally every single year since before the Civil War. So they paid them through the Civil War, too. Folks, that's impressive. That's powerful, that type of track record. Also, those same three companies happen to also be the highest dividend payers. In other words, they have a history. I'll show you a chart. It's not public record. I did not receive it from the the insurance industry. It's from the financial side industry, showing the top dividend payers out there. Who's paying the highest dividends? And there's the the top three have never paid less than 5.75 dividend in the last 25 plus years. So they paid 5.75 or higher every single year for the last 25 plus years and never missed a dividend ever since before the Civil War. In fact, since they were established as companies. Out of those three, there's a little, there's a little, Secret. In other words, two of the three, they charge a little bit more in fees, and one of them has lesser fees. Well, guess what, folks? Lower fees means more cash, right? It's really quite simple. It's not complicated. Now, I'm not going to share the names of the companies on this radio show. That's the one thing I'm going to hold back from you, and I say that when I do workshops too, because I want to have I want I'm I'm share everything with you. I'm an open book. Very upfront, very transparent, but I'm going to hold that one piece of information back because then that'll give you a reason to reach out to me. If you want to learn about which companies offer the highest dividends, the longest period, then call me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, it's 866-268-4422. 
I got to have a reason for you to call, right? <laughs> so anyway, that's that's the funding side. So what we do, again, that's the insurance side where we put the money in to grow cash, plain and simple. We want our money to grow. We want it to grow consistently with guarantees, insured, tax-free, all of that good stuff, okay? So that's the, that's the insurance, insurance side. Now, the second part of it, and this is where what I do with the personal bank concept really gets into the, ter- the territory of is unique. I'm not saying I'm the only person out there doing this, but I will say I'm the only one I know of that's out there doing this. There are others. I just, there's, this is a very, very specialized area of, of uh, finance. And the second step is what, what, okay, you put the money in the policy to earn dividends, have the money grow, like I said before, insured, guaranteed, uh, tax-free, all that good stuff. Well, what happens when you want to start accessing the fund? You want to start taking the money from, you know, from your, from your account. Well, you have a couple of options. One, which is typically the better option, is you can access the funds through a bank line of credit. In other words, it's a specialized area of lending. There's a dozen or so banks around the country that we've done a lot of research on this to find out who offers the best rates and such, where they will loan, loan, set up a line of credit using the cash in the policy as collateral for the loan. There's no loan fees. There's no points. They only charge interest when you access the funds, and the rates are the lowest rates you can find anywhere. The rates are are prime to prime minus 1%. Now, if you understand the prime rate, if you've been listening to the show, you do. The prime rate is considered typically the lowest rate you can access money. An individual borrower with great credit can access money, okay? And so this is the cheapest money you'll be able to access anywhere because it's prime to prime minus 1%. So you'll be borrowing money at a lower rate than anywhere else, period. So you have access to that money. When, and there's no credit checks, nothing. There's no, and some of them even have no payment requirements. Now, the situation is, though, if you understand what's going on today, with interest rates in the Federal Reserve, you know that interest rates have gone up. In fact, Federal Reserve rate is right now about 5%, and the prime rate is about 8%. So if you're borrowing at, say, prime minus, prime or prime minus 1, your borrowing rate is 7 8%. If you're earning, say, 6 and it's costing you 7 8 to borrow, that doesn't work. You're actually upside down 1% or 2%. But guess what? I told you there's a couple of options. You can also always borrow directly from the insurance company, and we have rates that are locked in right now through 2023 at 5.7%. 5.7%. Folks, prime is 8. You can't borrow money that cheap anywhere. So if you're earning more than you're getting charged, you're keeping the difference, which is called positive arbitrage. I'm going to talk about that further in the next segment. I'm really going to encourage you to stay tuned. 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com for more information. Again, 866-268-4422. Don't miss this next segment because I'm going to bring you up to date to what's going on right now. For more information on Your Personal Bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferentz Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferentz, and we're discussing today a little bit about 
Well, what is it like when somebody first reaches out to me? What are their typical questions? What are the things that we discuss? And I'm just sharing with you what those things are. And some of the most common questions and misunderstandings that people have about using insurance as a cash value, cash growth tool, an asset investment, just like anything else. It has significant benefits, has guarantees, insured, tax-free. Those are significant benefits. Long, strong history of of dividend payers paying. We got companies have been paying dividends since literally before the Civil War, up to six percent right now. And dividends, by the way, let's talk about. I forgot to mention that in the last segment, folks. Dividends are highly interest rate sensitive. What have interest rates done over the past year? More than doubled. The Federal Reserve has been very aggressive in raising interest rates. Well, what are dividends doing? Going up. What's the historical average of dividends on these policies? Seven, eight percent is the norm, folks. I can show you the charts of actual dividends being paid out. The last time we were in a normal interest rate environment, which was the late 90s, early 2000s, most all of these companies were paying seven, eight percent dividends. Folks, that was the norm. We, the Federal Reserve is quickly making sure we're headed back towards that. And maybe beyond that, we'll see. My point is, we are in a rising interest, I'm sorry, rising dividend environment. If you didn't listen to my show last week, I'm really going to encourage you to go back to it. It's at yourpersonalbank.com. You can listen to that or any of the previously recorded shows. And I talked a lot about the inflation, what the Federal Reserve is doing, what they said they're going, what they say they're going to do, the weakness in the banking industry. All those things that are leading us towards higher interest rates for longer, higher inflation for longer than most people even are admitting to or realize. It's not me. I'm just listening to what they're telling us, okay? I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at the math, okay? Forget the politics. Forget what politicians say. They have an agenda. Uh, Forget what many of the quote-unquote experts say. They're just trying to protect their job. Folks, I'm here to educate you. Look, whether you call me or not, I'm just going to put it out there. And that's one of the comments I get from uh, folks who reach out to me. And I appreciate that. I, I do get it, receive a lot of co- uh, compliments on that because, folks, I'm just trying to shoot it to you straight. Look, I'm taking the information and I'm trying to apply some common sense and some historical um, background, financial historicals, and put some common sense to this stuff and ignore the noise as much as possible and look at and just make some common sense assumptions of what is what has happened and what's likely to happen okay i don't have a crystal ball neither does anyone else but there are things that have certainly never happened before for example we've never had a soft economic landing after inflation was over 4.5% we hit 9% last summer we have never, never, ever had inflation come down if it gets up over 5% without the federal funds raising, raising above the CPI. Right now, the federal funds rate is about 1% below CPI. It means they're going to have to raise at least another 1% or 2% based on historical every, every other time. We'll put it that way. So inflation, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news and don't shoot the messenger, Um Inflation is going to be higher than we think it's going to, most people think or saying, most likely for far longer and far higher. Okay? So 
interest rate sensitive assets just make sense. And and being in a ra- rising dividend environment with these personal life policies makes sense. I mean, let me give you a quick example. A year ago, the money in the bank, what were you earning interest-wise? Most people were lucky if they could get 1% from the bank, even in a high-interest savings account. Today, I've got clients getting 4%, four and a half, okay, in the bank. That's just in one year. That shows you the dramatic, and I mean dramatic, difference in interest rate returns just in one year. And, folks, it's not stopping. Those That will continue easily from, from a dividend increasing dividend standpoint for the next three to five years, easily, if not longer. So if we're getting 6% dividends now, historical averages, in a normal interest rate environment, 7, 8, where are we headed? I mean, it doesn't take rocket science to figure this out. It's just understanding and knowing the history and where we're going and where, where we're at and where we're going. So do you want to be an investment or do you want to have your monies in something that may or may not go up in the next couple of years? What am I referring to? Things like the stock market, real estate markets, things like that. Or would you rather have it in something that's increasing returns and has tremendous liquidity so that I'm talking 15 to 90% liquid day one. Could you then to access the funds and then reinvest in something else once you saw an opportunity and receive positive arbitrage? The answer is yes. Stay tuned in the next segment. I'll share with you exactly how to do that. Contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference, and I'm just sharing with you a little bit of what it looks a day looks like for me when I first reach when somebody first reaches out to me, I should say. So if you contact me, uh, you do get me. If you contact me eight six six two six eight four four two two or yourpersonalbank.com, you'll reach me. Again, it's eight six six two six eight four four two two. Some of the most common questions that I get, I've been sharing. Uh, If you missed it, go to yourpersonalbank.com, and you can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows anytime you want. So I've discussed a lot about the insurance side, the dividends, maximizing the cash growth, minimizing the death benefit, you know, where to put, you know, in other words, where to put the money and make it grow, insured, guaranteed, tax-free. Then we set up typically a bank line of credit. I've discussed that. There's no payments requirements with some of the banks even, principal or interest. You can pay it back whenever it makes sense for you. There's no fees. There's no costs. There's no points. There's no credit checks, nothing. It's it's your money, 50 to 90% is available day one, okay? So you have opportunity to use the money whenever and whenever it makes sense. Look, and I was talking to this gentleman, another gentleman I was talking to this week, like he said, he puts a fair amount towards cash because concerned about the markets and what's going on, as a lot of people have done for valid reasons. And I just said to him, you know, I heard you say this, and you're right. I don't understand why folks, so many people are sitting in cash earning, you know, not, not earning a lot before they weren't earning a whole lot. Now they might be doing a little bit better with the banks. But, gosh, you can get up to 6% dividends right now and have access to 15 to 90% of your money. And then, here's the key part, 
when you access it, you can get positive arbitrage. In other words, the dividends that you're getting paid, are, are your earning is more than the funds, the interest you get charged when you access the funds. Therefore, you keep the difference. That's what positive arbitrage is, folks. Right now, we're getting a little bit squeezed on that positive arbitrage, to be totally fair, in 2023. Uh, the historical averages, 2 to 3% positive arbitrage over the last 42 years has been, more, has been the norm. And this year, we've, we've got little or it's really close. And the reason is really quite simple. And as soon as you understand this, it makes sense. Banks change interest rates monthly. Insurance companies change dividends annually. So in other words, the change, the increase in interest rates and dividends has happened so quickly that the insur- insurance interest uh, companies haven't had the time to catch up. They will. They'll move on up. That's They've all saying the same thing. So in other words, insurance companies move slowly but consistently. So we are going to see increasing dividend rate environment for a number of years. Look, do you want to be in somewhere earns the increasing dividend uh, keeps growing? Even when you access the money, because you still get paid on the gross cash, even when you access it. So you could access it now, even if you had little or no positive arbitrage, let's say in 2023, but then you use that money and invest it somewhere else or buy uh, buy something, pay a bill off, whatever you use it for, it doesn't matter. And you can pick up a positive arbitrage on that money next year and the year after that and every year for the rest of your life. <coughs> Folks, are you going to have more money? And the answer is, mathematically, yes. It's quite simple. If you're earning positive arbitrage on money that you spent, how else are you going to earn interest on money you spent? You see, I'm not aware of any other way to do that for the, uh, for the average individual. We'll put it that way. Banks can do it. But individuals... <laughs> that's next to impossible. Where else can you go? You put money into this thing, then you later take it out and access it, and your dividends you're earning are more than the interest you're getting charged on the money that you used to invest, pay for pay a bill or buy something, and you're picking up the difference. And let's say the difference is 1%, 2 3%. That's the norm, folks. Well, that's 1%, 2 3% on money you spent. Let that sink in for a minute. You're earning interest on money you spent. By definition, you're going to have more money in your pocket, right? In other words, one of the number one mistakes I see people make, where they miss the boat, they miss the whole idea. It's this. It's quite simple. They're so used to analyzing investments that they look at this, and then they look at another investment, and they think, well, should I do this or that? Which one's going to give me a higher return, right? And there's risk factors and such like that involved, of course. But, you know, most often, typically, if the risk profile is acceptable, an investor is going to choose the investment with the higher return. And look, you know, a 6% dividend, even if it's insured and tax, even if it's guaranteed and it's tax-free, which it is, is good. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, that's, you know, decent return, but, you know, uh, not uncommonly. Somebody said, well, I can get a better return doing this other thing instead. And I say, and my response is quite simple. You're missing the whole point. 
I'm not telling I'm not recommending that you should take your money and invest in this, your personal bank concept and or that other investment. What I'm recommending you do is do both. In other words, <clears throat> I'm I'm <laughs> when somebody has an investment they like, I'm one typically one of their biggest cheerleaders. I say, "Hey, if it works for you, you like it, you're comfortable with it, man, go for it. Invest the money." But before you do that, put it in the personal bank policy first. Then access the funds through a loan, therefore getting the opportunity to get positive arbitrage on the money, keeping the difference on what you're getting paid versus what you're getting charged to use that money, and then go take that money and invest it in the other asset. What happens? Whatever your rate of return is on that investment, you are now and you're getting positive arbitrage here, whatever that positive arbitrage is extra money in your pocket. It's icing on the cake. That's the beauty. That's the power. That's the strength of your personal bank concept. It's the ability to earn interest on money you spent or used elsewhere to invest in other things, let's say. And now, if you're getting, um, I don't know, set, let's say 7% return on some investment you made, and you're picking up 1%, 2%, 3% positive arbitrage each and every year on those same dollars, guess what? Your return's now 8 9 10%, isn't it? That's how it works. That is why I work, I've got clients I've worked with for well over a decade. And it's, kind of, it's fun, the process. When I initially meet with a client and start working with them, we help them get this set up and get it going. And then they start using this tool and they start investing into other things. Hey, folks, as bad as things are out there in the markets and interest and inflation, and like I said, I'm, not a, <laughs> I'm pretty pessimistic about 2023. If you've been listening, you know that. But they will get better. And uh, whether it's 24, 25, I don't know when, but it's going to get better. And opportunities, by the way, also are going to present themselves. Let's face it, if you're putting money away in this thing and letting it grow and you see a stock that you really like and you see a price that you just can't pass up, can you pull the trigger and grab that thing? Absolutely. Why not? If you're a real estate investor, same thing. Right now, I think most real estate investors would agree that this is probably not the best time to invest in real estate. Um, if you do buy something... The likelihood of it going down in value over the next you know year or two is pretty strong. You know, high inflation, high interest rates are not good for real estate. Okay, that's pretty well known. The bottom line is, but you may see an opportunity that's just too good to pass up. Can you grab the money, pull the trigger, and jump, pop it in there? Absolutely, you can do so. So, oh, I've mentioned this a few times, and I guess I should bring it up now since I, I failed to do so previously. I was discussing, like in the first segment, you, your money's fifty to seventy. Per, I'm sorry, fifty to ninety percent available day one. Okay, what's the difference? Well, the difference is in how you fund it. I get this. This is a question I get all the time. Can you put it in all at once? Absolutely. Can you put it in over time, monthly, quarterly, annually, over a number of years? Absolutely. You can fund these things any way you want. Want it just depends on what your what your wherewithal is, what funds you have available to work with, and what your goals are, right? The thing is, the difference the difference on that is the availability. And the reason is why is simple. Let me use an example. Let's say you put in 100000 up front. 
Well, if you give that to the insurance company, obviously, what what are they going to do with that money? Well, obviously, the fir- they're going to reinvest it, and they're going to make money off of that. If you give them 10000 a year over 10 years, it's the same amount of money, but the first year they only have ten grand to work with to invest. So they're going to give you about 50% liquidity day one. And then that'll quickly grow to 100% liquidity over a few years. But you started, you know, they don't have as much money to work with. It just makes logical sense. So when folks are looking at funding these things and they're trying to decide, should I fund a lump sum or should I fund it over time, if if they have the option to do both, oftentimes we'll recommend both. In other words, there's no reason why you can't say, fund one account where you put a lump sum in and you fund a second account where you fund over a period of time, uh, if that's what you're inclined to do. Folks, it's entirely up to you. It depends on your situation, like I said, your goals, what you're wanting to try to accomplish, what you have to work with, how much do you want to diversify, how much do you want to set aside in a separate non-correlated asset, a tax-free bucket, so you're, you're minimizing tax risk, you're, invest, you're minimizing market risk. You're creating positive arbitrage on this money. And you're doing something that uh, it is. It is a paradigm shift in thinking for the average retail investor. And I don't say, I don't call them retail. This is what Wall Street calls retail. Uh, they consider rough, rough, roughly 10 million liquid or less is uh, a retail investor. That's their definition, not mine. Obviously, that that entails most most people versus your institutional investor, your bank board, your corporate board, your wealthy family. You're the they're in a different type of, you know. Well, you know what I'm saying? The bottom line is (laughs) whether you're an accredited investor or not, or you're an institutional investor or you're not, it doesn't matter. Your goals is what matter. Your wherewithal matter. What you were trying to accomplish, and those are the things I go, I go through with people and help them figure out what makes sense. And one of the other things I do is I encourage folks to put your toe in the water. You know, if this sounds interesting, you've been maybe listening to this first came across this, and this is like, huh, that's different, that's fresh, that's new, that's different. Uh, several of the radio stations that I work with, that's the comments that they share with me all the time that. And people I talk to, they like, it's not the same, same old, same old as what you hear so often. And that's true. It's, it's, an, you know, it's a different way to think about your money. And, again, it's how many institutional investors do. Or you've been listening to this for a while. And you're like, you know, that kind of makes some sense. And you've been kind of thinking, should I, you know, waffling or maybe, you know, I probably should look into this and you get busy and distracted or whatever. I get it. That happens. Life happens to me too. But if you want to contact me at toll free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com, I'm not going to bug you. Like I said, I'm going to, my goal is to educate you. I'm going to help you answer any of your questions. And I promise you won't get harassed or bugged or anything like that. I'll call you, I'll call you back when I, I, you know, when I say I will, but, uh, I'm not going to bug you if you're not interested or you just want some information. That's fine. But this is what I know. If you do contact me, and we do have the opportunity to chat and answer some of your questions or whatever, I know that if, if, I, if I do an effective job in educating you on how this really truly works, I know that you're more li- you most likely will become a client 
and that's just based on 23 years of experience. Again, if you want to contact me for more information, call me, 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422, and it's still on our money, so I'll say it again, in God we trust. For more information on Your Personal Bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and writers may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and make line of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.